Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Aptly titled for that man. You you yeah. you were on the nose with that one, Nick Cannon. What's up? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and it's the place where we keep you up to date on everything that happens in hip hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky, and I'm your other host, A Dub. It's Wednesday, and Kanye West has announced a Donna Two concert out in Miami. I'm going to Miami in a few days. Coincidence or not? Nah? Hey. <laughs> Also, Kanye West is now beefing with former friend and collaborator Kid Cudi, among about five to ten other people as well. But we'll talk about the Cudi beef today. And then you have Nick Cannon, who wants his ex-wife Mariah Carey back. At least that's what it sounds like, judging by his new song. And then you have Dr. Dre, who is just coming down off the high of the Super Bowl halftime show performance. And he decided to reveal some of the changes that the NFL made to the performance. And we were wondering about that. So we'll get into that as well. But first, please make sure you follow the podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to us on whichever platform you are listening to us on right now. Thank you. We appreciate it. Now let's jump in. Okay, so more Kanye news today. Surprise, surprise. This time, though, um, we get a Donda 2 update. So this time it's not him beefing with Kim Kardashian. It's not him beefing with Pete Davidson. At least not this particular story. We do got a Kanye beef story coming, though. But for this part, <laughs> Kanye um, has announced a listening party or a listening event for Donda 2. And it's happening in none other than Miami, Florida. So, uh, yeah, so on Saturday, Def Jam had posted the announcement and they captioned it Donda 2 to 22 and it says that it's going to be at the Lone Depot Park Stadium in Miami, Florida and tickets are already on sale so if you're trying to go to the Donda 2 listening party better go get those tickets. Yeah man I feel like this is basically exactly the same rollout as Donda 1 like all right, we're just going to do a bunch of different listening parties in a bunch of different cities every celebrity is going to show up everybody's going to be backstage or trying to get on the stage like this this is literally Kanye just repeating the same formula, even down to the promotion of the album and how he's maneuvering and being outside everywhere and being with people and showing off that he's with so many of these different people working on the album. Like, this is literally the same rollout as the first Donda. So mm. I'm assuming it's going to be successful. Donda 1 was successful, so I'm assuming this is going to be the same type of deal. Um, now, the stadium that they're having it at in Miami holds 37,442 people. It's going to be in the Major League Baseball Stadium, too. So that's an interesting um, aspect. Uh, yeah, I, I'm 
I don't know. Are we pulling up to this? Are we going? Are we DX Daily, Donda 2, listening event, live edition? I mean, I feel like it because, you know, it's just a, a little drive away or a little short flight away. We could easily make it to Miami for this. Right. We might have to pull up on that, man. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the album is scheduled to come out on the 22nd, like we said. So we're just a few days away from it at this point. A few days away, man. I, I, I'm really wondering what the content and what the subject matter of Donda 2 was going to be. I'm very curious about that because is it going to be a bunch of Kim, take me back, Pete, I hate you. Like, is it going to be a bunch of that? Is it going to be a bunch of God this, God that? Like a lot of um, some of the songs on Donda, like what is the content matter going to be here? Yeah, I wonder that too, because it's so much going on. So it kind of makes me wonder, will it be a lot of uh, adding of songs, taking out of songs because Kanye is changing his mind and feeling so much. Like I know he wants the date of two twenty two twenty two, but I wonder if, will it actually happen and what's going to be on it finalized? You know, right? Yeah, man, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I just hope he gives us some compelling subject matter. Like don't don't just give us cookie cutter. Don't give us. Um, Dang, now I sound, this is going to sound bad, but don't just throw, don't just throw God at us. Like, give us some, give us what you're really feeling right now. Like, if the whole thing is you're, you're mad at Kim or you're mad at Pete Davidson, whatever, like, give us the deeper reason behind it. Give us the hurt. Give us, give us, give us something real, Kanye. Give us something real. Cause I feel like that's a problem what I had, that I've had, um, with some of the music these past years, not all of it, Kanye has released like some songs that I, I'm very into in the past couple of years, but a lot mm-hmm. of it, I just feel like I don't connect to it emotionally. Like it's not emotionally compelling to me. So hopefully we do get that from Kanye. Cause that's what we loved about him in the first place. Like we could really relate to what he was talking about on an emotional level. So hopefully that comes back with Donna too. Um, but you know, ahead of time, he got to have smoke with, five different people he has to make all these different headlines he has to get all this press for himself and one of the latest beefs that has um ensued with Kanye is a beef between he and Kid Cudi reignited I should say yeah definitely reignited and it's based off of uh Kid Cudi being friends with Pete Davidson Kanye had posted a picture uh where it's Kid Cudi beside Pete Davidson and he captioned it, just so everyone knows, Cuddy will not be on Donda because he's friends with you-know-who. He also, <laughs> I guess he deleted this, actually. He said, we all speak in Billy language now. <laughs> <laughs> and when he says Billy language, he's, of course, referring to Billie Eilish um, when she mm-hmm. made those remarks that were interpreted to be about Travis Scott at her show when she stopped the show because one of her fans was having a hard time. And she said something to the effect of, like, we not doing this. She didn't say, I don't know if she said Travis Scott or not. Like this is not a Travis Scott show, but the sentiment of what she said was like, this ain't no Travis Scott show. And, um, Kanye obviously felt the way about that. He said something about it. He demanded an apology from Billy. Billy was Mm -hmm. like, I didn't even talk about Travis Scott. I wasn't even saying him, you know how you try to, you know, throw the rock, hide your hand, that type of thing. That's what Billie Eilish was doing. And, um, now that's why Kanye is like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk in Billie Eilish language, meaning you saying something, but you're not really saying it. So you, you're trying to be shady, but then acting like you're not being shady. That's what he meant by that. But um, after Kanye revealed that Cuddy wasn't going to be on the album, Cuddy replied and he had 
an equal amount of smoke. He said, too bad I don't want to be on your album, you effing dinosaur. Ha 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 ha. Everyone knows I've been the best thing about your albums since I met you. I'm going to pray for you, brother. You know when somebody throw that, I'm going to pray for you in there. You know they're not really about to pray for you. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know they mean you no good. They want nothing good to come your way. Um, Cuddy also said, we talked weeks ago about this. You're whack for flipping the script and posting this lie just for a look on the internet. You ain't no friend. Bye. Mm. Wow. And that really said a lot to me because it just made me think back to the Big Sean Drink Champs interview when he said that him and Kanye had linked up before Kanye went on Drink Champs and they had a smooth, good time, nothing, no issues were brought up. And then Kanye went on Drink Champs and said Big Sean, signing Big Sean was the worst thing he ever did with his life. And when Big Sean revealed that he and Kanye had linked up just days before that, and Kanye wasn't on that type of time, it just made me think of that all over again, what Kid Cudi said. Like, oh, we linked up, you didn't say any of this, and now you're saying this on the internet. It's like, I get the whole drumming up headlines for yourself. I get the whole making media, making headlines, being controversial, um, being provocative. But doing your friends and your people like that, people that were instrumental in certain projects that you made that were life-changing, like... I don't think that's a cool thing to do. Like, you're not supposed to be on that type of time with Kid Cudi if you're Kanye West. You're not supposed to be on that type of time with Big Sean if you're Kanye West. You're not supposed to be on that type of time with Jay-Z if you're Kanye West. Like, it's just certain things you shouldn't be doing. So to hear the people that were kind of the closest around him say these type of things about him, it just really kind of shines a light on his character, I think what his character may be yeah I definitely agree because it's not like a one and done like that this situation keeps happening where he links up with so-and-so but then the next day it's a whole nother story so it's like is it are you not being real with your quote-unquote friends or are you using them to build up the headlines and build up publicity for whatever reason it's just real interesting why he why that happens so much with Kanye West and his people Right. And it's sad and unfortunate, too, because Kanye's talent level is crazy. So you want to see him maintain these connections with these people um, that make such great art with him and that really seem to have genuine love for Kanye. Like Big Sean seems to have genuine love for Kanye West. Kid Cudi mm -hmm. seemed to have genuine love for Kanye West at one point. So to see the relationships go here is really sad, honestly. And it, it does make me think that there's uh, credence to the claims about Kanye's mental issues, his mental health issues and whatnot. So mm -hmm. hopefully he's able to resolve those. Um, it also makes me think of the Drake line when Drake says, that's why your people's not believe. That's why your people not believers. They all leaving you like, mm. And it's facts. Kanye's people are jumping ship. Like all of these people that we associate with Kanye have jumped ship. Most of them. Pusha T is like the only one that that's like still around him. <laughs> like that that mm -hmm. from that that era or whatever. So I don't know, man. It's it's just interesting. It's interesting, and I I wonder like does Kanye feel like it's worth it? Like is is it worth it sacrificing these relationships with all these people? Yeah, I wonder that too. Speaking of relationships, though, so Nick Cannon is sounding like he wants his relationship with his ex-wife Mariah Carey back. That's what it's sounding like in his new song. Yeah, he got this new song. It's off of his uh, forthcoming R&B mixtape called Raw and B, the explicit tape. Okay, Nick Cannon. <laughs> Not Raw and B. 
<laughs> wow. How aptly titled. How aptly titled for that man. You you yeah. you were on the nose with that one, Nick Cannon. Yeah, it's a perfect title uh, for him. But the song right here is called Alone, and it samples Mariah Carey's song Love Takes Time. And it has some kind of heartfelt lyrics that we assume could be to Mariah Carey. He says, as much as I want you back, it's probably better where you at. Probably better where you at because I'm still running the streets. Mm -hmm. I'm still all in the sheets having babies, models and singers and actresses all saying they're pregnant by me. Have to pay $10,000 a week. I take off my peeps. Now you don't worry about when I creep. You got a man next to you when you sleep. Hmm. (laughs) Wow. Okay. that's a lot that's a lot you just laid on us Nick Cannon I want to hear this song let's let's hear a little bit of this that's not me turning it up and down either that's the song Kirko Bangs. why he sound like that because it's not the Nick Cannon I was expecting to hear but I kind of like it too I was expecting you a gigolo spinning lots of dough (laughs) I didn't know I I was not ready for that I really wasn't like Mm -hmm. that is a totally different Nick Cannon sound than what we know but I don't know he was being very vulnerable on that song like especially about wanting Mariah back feeling lonely not being able to find love and I think people actually need to hear this from Nick Cannon because as we've seen him having these babies with all of these different women and whenever people say something about it, I feel like the defense was always like, well, he's taking care of his kids and none of the kids moms are complaining. And it's just like, yeah, but there's a deeper a- aspect to it than that. There's, there's something deeper behind it. And for him to be exploring these feelings on this song, I, I just feel like people need to hear that part of it because yes, yeah, all well and good when you're having all these babies with these women, but then when the effects start to really set in, when you really have to maintain all of these different relationships, all of these different personalities in order to have these relationships with your children, when you have to to really put the pieces together that's when it gets real and then when you do all of that and you realize you still feel alone you still don't feel loved 
that's the part that people aren't catching. So I'm glad that Nick Cannon spoke about that on this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad he said that too. Because I mean, it, it sounds like a true, honest love letter to whoever. I think it's for Mariah Carey, but I mean, for, for him putting it out there despite what he's been going through, mm-hmm. it's very vulnerable moment. So I give it to him. Gotta give it to him for that. Yeah. Now, while I don't think there's a chance that they're getting back together, I am glad he's getting his feelings out there. Because let me tell you something. You're not going to have babies with 50, 11 other women then try to get your wife back. Like, I just don't, I don't see that working out. But I do hope Nick finds his happiness. Maybe with a new woman, maybe with somebody else, maybe with one of his other baby mamas. I don't know. But it does seem like he feels like Mariah was the one for him or maybe is the one for him. But I don't, I don't know if I see Mariah going for that. Like, at this point, after all that's happened, do we think she would take him back? I don't think so. Once you covered up the tat, I ain't no, ain't no going back. <laughs> goodness, goodness, man. That's, that's how it is sometimes, man. It takes, it takes all of that for somebody to see, like, dang, you had what you was looking for already. And mm-hmm. then you lost it looking for something else. You hate to see it. But yeah. good song, good track, though, Nick Cannon. I like that. People clown Nick Cannon's music, but I like that song. Yeah, same. All right, now let's talk about Dr. Dre. So, you know, he just did the Super Bowl halftime show, killed it. Mary, Kendrick, 50 Cent, Eminem, all of them did their thing on that halftime stage. And um, Dr. Dre or TMZ caught up with Dr. Dre recently, and they talked to him a little bit about the show and just some of the things that were taken out of the show. Yeah, there was a report that came out um, that refuted the whole claim that the NFL told, you know, the performers, Eminem and Kendrick and Dr. Dre to censor themselves or not do certain things on the stage. But um, I saw the report, too, where it was like, you know, that set got practiced a bunch of times. So they the NFL knew what they were going to do. So what we saw on the halftime stage was already planned. We already seen. Well, the NFL already seen that. So they already knew what was going to happen. So. That's so the speculation is that did they do it in the moment or the heat of the moment or they felt like doing it and was trying to surprise the league. That's all cap because they knew what was going to happen at the show that we saw. That's interesting to me because I really did believe like they told Eminem not to kneel and he kneeled anyway. Like I was going, I was one of the suckers that believed the story. Like, yeah, Eminem, you go against them and you do that. But to know, like they were like, Oh yeah, that's totally cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Dr. Dre did speak on um, some of the lyrics that they had to take out, like on um, Kendrick's Mad City. He was saying like how Kendrick couldn't say if Pyrus and Crips all got along. Um, they didn't want them putting that lyric in there. Of course, the uh, We Hate Police lyric, which we talked about in the last um, in the last podcast, they made him take that out. Yeah, and just a few minor changes. That's what he called it. He said they, they only made a few minor changes. So um, anything that we saw on that stage was already pre-approved, contrary to what the internet was telling us and what I believed. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of that was already pre-approved and ran by the, um, the NFL. And anything that was taken out, the NFL intentionally took that out. So that goes for the Kendrick lyrics, that goes for the Snoop lyrics and Dr. Dre lyrics. So yeah, that that's for anybody who was wondering. And I think that's a good note to end on today, though. Still a super-duper epic halftime show performance. Uh, still gave us everything. And in that interview with TMZ, Dr. Dre revealed that he is working on Mary J. Blige's next project. Him and Mary are locked in already. 
Now, you know, she just dropped the album Good Morning Gorgeous. So for her already to be working on another project, that's fire. Yeah, I love to see it. Um, Mary's not stopping anytime soon, clearly. So, yeah, keep going. Legendary status, man. We love it. That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms, wherever you're listening to us at right now. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok at Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can also follow us. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. That's A S H I A, Asia S K Y E, Sky. And you can follow me at Everything, which is at A Dub, and that's A Y E E E D U B B. All right, we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. Bye.